Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Oh, hello everyone. It's Crypto Granny here, Susie. The date is the 8th of the 9th, 2021. Uh, it's 17.10 p.m. Amsterdam time, the Netherlands time. And it's a beautiful sunny day in Amsterdam. It always makes me happy when there's a beautiful day in Amsterdam. It's just beautiful out there. Now, it's certainly been an eventful uh, 24 hours in the crypto market. And it started yesterday. The market sold off very, very quickly. Uh, the market was generally down about 20%, which is quite a big move, I have to say, in the crypto market in a day. That's for sure. And if we look at Bitcoin, the 24-hour clock, uh, the open was 51048. The high was 51234. And depending which exchange you look at, uh, the low was roughly about uh, 42600 to 44157 and the close on a 24-hour clock was 45964. Now we're currently uh, at the moment, Bitcoin spot at the moment is 46152.59 on the crypto exchange of the coin. A lot of volume was done yesterday, huge amount of volume, uh, 106 odd thousand contracts, $5 billion worth of Bitcoin was done yesterday. There was huge leverage liquidation yesterday as well. Also, a lot of the exchanges fell down yesterday. Kraken, Gemini, Coinbase, Qcoin. Users were affected by these exchanges going down due to the volumes and the price movements. And if you're ever in that situation, uh, look at a, a feed, uh, a website called uh, Down Detector, and it'll tell you what exchanges are actually down. Have a look at that, and it'll tell you which exchanges are down so that you, you don't waste your time. Uh, trying to get in there. But it looks like the low on Bitcoin was roughly about 42900 somewhere like that. Uh, obviously, a big line of support was 44000 went right through that. And when you get things like that going through support lines, you do find follow-through selling. Uh, at the bottom, capitulation, all the margin accounts are actually closed out at the bottom, unfortunately, and then the market pull, you know, goes up again pretty much from there. And so it moved down to that uh, lower level, 42 or 42,500 back up to about 44,000 plus. Uh, currently, it's still above the 50-day moving average, which is a good story, but I wouldn't like to see it move down further than this uh, to where it is at the moment, okay? So uh, it's going to be very interesting in the next couple of days. Now, what caused this massive uh, sell-off yesterday? There's a couple of theories out there, but there were a couple of stories out there yesterday. Uh, during the day, uh, JP Morgan issued a note to its clients about buying altcoins and said that you know some altcoins had run uh, you know high enough, and basically to cut back uh, 
you know, on those old coins. So there's a little bit of negative sentiment in the crypto market yesterday. Also, El Salvador, as you know, was going to start buying Bitcoin yesterday. Apparently, there was technical difficulties with their wallet of some sort, and there was technical difficulties with just buying it. Investors that had bought uh, the rumor, obviously, started selling the fact. And because of some delay within El Salvador buying Bitcoin, it turns out they did buy about 150 Bitcoin. They did buy some more as the market dipped down. Uh, so some uh, traders started selling that. And then there was large whales as well, uh, which started selling when obviously, you know, that 50,000 uh, odd started failing. And you started getting that push right down uh, in the market that we saw. Also, Galaxy came out on Twitter and, and said that some coins had run too hard as well. So, you know, when you've got this sort of thing going around and people were long in terms of margin positioning, uh, it does affect, obviously, uh, you know, the sentiment very, very quickly. Now, you know, what I need to look at very much, so, and I would like to build a model about this, is the overall leverage in the market uh, on Bitcoin futures and derivatives, as well as Ethereum Bitcoin and, and derivatives and some of the other big cryptocurrency uh, uh, positioning. But the thing is, it's you know, there's a lot of different figures around and some of those figures are not quite correct. So I need to buy, buy uh, not buy a model, but make a model that I can actually work out the overall leverage in the market because that's going to be uh, quite good for me. Um, I do buy some off the, off the uh, shelf stuff, but it's not good enough for what I need. So when my partner comes into the business, we'll be able to put put together some really great model for that. Uh, to be able to work out the overall uh, positioning in terms of, uh, you know, margin funding and that sort of thing and leverage within the market. Now, currently, uh, from what I can see, the leverage overall in the market at the moment is probably about 11%. Uh, at its high, it has been around 21%. And at its low, it's been around 0.078%. So it's around, you know, in the middle at the moment. But it's still, this market today still looks heavy hasn't bounced as quick as I thought it would, but let's just wait. We've seen this before, people, seriously. You know, we were in a, uh, a bear market for the last three years. I held my coins for the last three years in a total bear mark market up until October 2021. Then when the bull started, we started buying, and then we got out on May the 12th, and then we didn't start buying until uh, June. So, you know, we've been here before, seriously, and... Uh, you know, we know there's a huge amount of risk in, in the cryptocurrency markets. There's more risk, as I say, in these markets by a million times a thousand percent compared to the fiat markets altogether. And it is very, very flighty uh, when there's certain things that come out and people have been positioned long and they're actually wrong. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me. And that's why I say to clients, don't trade on margin. You need to pay up, fully paid for your crypto, pay for physical coin, don't do margin because honestly, the crypto market's a bit like a, a, a swing trade, okay? And sometimes you've got to wait days and then you get taken out of those margin positions and that's not great either because that can move against you very, very quickly. And the problem is with margin, it bites hard when the market actually goes down, particularly if you're long, okay? Long on margin. And that's exactly what we saw with the traders yesterday. So if we look at the market cap today, uh, it's come off quite a bit. Uh, it's 2.12 trillion. Uh, volume is huge today. It's 169 bill, which is really high. Uh, even uh, in an up market, it's about 80 odd billion. But this is 169 billion, which is quite a lot. Uh, liquidity's come down to 4.3 uh, 
uh, 4.344 billion. And often when we see buying, we see a lot more liquidity in the market. And when we see selling, we see less liquidity. Bitcoin dominance is 41.2%. It's hovering around 40 to 43%, something like that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's quite stable considering what's been going on in the market in the last couple of days, okay? Uh, so very, very interesting indeed. Now, if we look at um, uh, Mazari as well, uh, look at real volume and see what the, what the real volume was for a 24-hour clock, we find that real volume is quite big too. Uh, it was large yesterday and it's quite high today as well. 53.67 bill on Tether. Ethereum, 13.18 bill. Bitcoin, 13.17 bill. Binance US, 10.82 bill. Solano, 6.97 bill. Uh, ADA, 4.79 bill. USDC, 3.45 bill. XRP, 2.92 bill. Polkadot, 2.31 bill. And Binance, 2.12 bill. That's very high volume, actually. So let's have a good, uh, talk about some of the news stories with Bitcoin and some other things that I look at. And then we'll talk about, obviously, the fiat market, what's going on there, uh, interest rates, uh, commodities, foreign exchange, and anything government or anything else that we need to be aware of, and what's going on in some of those other risk markets as well. And, uh, you know, and just see if we can glean any more information from uh, what's been happening in the last couple of days. So let's have a look at uh, the news at the moment. Now, former RBI, RBI, Royal Bank of India, a deputy governor, has spoken out about the need for India to accept cryptocurrency. Now, that would be a great thing if they did, because India is a very, very large country and they do like cryptocurrency very much. That 1.2 billion people. If India went into cryptocurrency, that would be an absolute, you know, it'd be takeoff, literally blast up uh, in terms of crypto coins, that's for sure. Uh, the SEC uh, is now looking at Coinbase, and I will discuss this more later on. Uh, uh, they, they said that um, Coinbase, if they bring out their product dubbed Lend, it's a yield-based product, the SEC will basically sue Coinbase, right? which seriously, uh, there is a big story to this, and I will continue this, because the SEC, like with Ripple, aren't making it very clear to Coinbase why they're saying that, okay? They won't even meet with the CEO, Brian Armstrong, which I find is just absolutely ridiculous, right? I think it's an absolute joke. Um, also, FTX, the exchange we're investing in, Stephen Curry, Steph Curry, uh, apparently is the latest star to sign up a deal with FTX Exchange to become a global ambassador. Uh, apparently has a stake in the company and they want him to market more globally to bring in more clients for the FTX. And that's what it's about, right? Exchanges need more clients, more activity, more money, more fees, uh, more liquidity, uh, you know, to be able to, to knock off the big one, Binance, which basically does 70% of the volume in the market. And this is why I'm so bullish, Bernard's. They do 70% of all the volume in crypto land, right? Uh, in terms of futures and physical coin, they would be making a fortune. And they do burn their coin every quarter. So Bernard's, uh, you know, whether it's not performing at the moment, look at the bigger picture, Binance is still very cheap down here at $413 US, very cheap for what it is. It's huge, a huge, huge conglomerate, which is just a cash 
printing machine, seriously. Now, as we know, El Salvador bought some more Bitcoin. They bought another 150,000 in, uh, 150, I should say, Bitcoin in the dip. And Panama, as, as well as other South American countries, uh, countries want to go to Bitcoin. Uh, want to go to Bitcoin as legal tender as well. Now, Standard Chartered Bank uh, to set up a digital only bank in Singapore with National Trade Union Congress in a joint venture, and they want to call this digital uh, trading type bank platform Mox, which I think is interesting. Standard Chartered is very well known in uh, parts of Asia, particularly, and in parts of Africa as well. So, if we uh, just look at some of the other news stories here. Uh, also, Ethereum's fees yesterday, because of the high volatility and everything else and high trading, basically the fees soared and went astronomical, right? And, you know, regardless of EIP 1559 protocol, it's done nothing to speed up Ethereum in terms of scalability, and it's done nothing really to reduce those fee, uh, fees because Ethereum, again, is still proof of work and anyone on Ethereum's platform would be using those uh, having to spend those fees as well so if you use uniswap which is just stupid you've got to pay the fees on uniswap and the fees on ethereum okay also chile's burnt one million dollars uh, worth of chile's in quarter two and that reflected 20 percent of all their trading fees so again chile's is an exchange and it's for, you know, fan tokens and the like, whether it be football or whether it be anything else. And we know there's 3.9 billion supporters of football globally out of 7.8 billion. In my mind, that one is a no-brainer as well. Uh, Interfan token is also going to be launched on Chile's and uh, a million, and that'll be going at $2 in the next day or so. Now, Cardano's mainnet launch for Cardano is the big one, and that's going to be launched on the 12th of September uh, with, with um, smart contract platform Plutus, okay, and the Alzonzo Al uh, hard fork. So that's going to be very interesting to see how that goes. I mean, obviously with the test, uh, Cardano did get a lot of flack about that, and Charles Hoskins has come out and said this is just absolute FOMO. It's not true. So it will be interesting to see how Cardano goes. I think Cardano, you know, to me looks really expensive at $3. I'd rather be in something like an XRP or an Engine or a Matic Polygon or something like that. Uh, I just feel that there's cheaper coins out there that do exactly what Cardano do, but are getting more clients like Polygon, for example. Now, Polkadot, uh, subquery raises 9 million for the Polkadot data protocol, and it aims to bring data indexing infrastructure to the network of Polkadot, which is a great story. Don't forget they've got uh, their parachains with Kurosama, uh, and that's going to make them even more, uh, you know, more popular, more active, the network more active, and more users, right? And it's going to make their network even more, uh, you know, um, you know, it's going to bring in more revenue, okay? So it's going to make Polkadot even more wealthy in terms of the revenue that it's actually bringing in. Now, McDonald's in El Salvador began accepting Bitcoin payments, and apparently they began accepting Bitcoin payments on Tuesday. Now, Electric Group Mexico, which is a huge franchising business, is also considering Bitcoin payments, okay? So, uh, you know, you're going to see this probably throughout South um, America for sure. There's no doubt about that. Now, Monster Clan, uh, Monster Clan has assimilated with Chainlink's uh, VRF, okay, and that's their, basically their price oracle uh, on Polygon. So that's a good story in itself. 
And also Litecoin, um, I do like Litecoin. I think it's one that's been very much overlooked. Uh, it is going to basically half its block rewards from 125 to 6.25 per block of Litecoin. And that's going to be happening in the next couple of days. And also yesterday, Litecoin new addresses went up quite a lot, 220,000, okay? Now, Litecoin uses different uh, miners. It is proof of work, but it uses different miners to Ethereum and Bitcoin, and it is faster, and it's one that has been overlooked, and I do think Litecoin can bounce quite nicely from here. There's a lot going on with Litecoin, with gaming and all sorts of things, which is quite interesting. Now, Chainlink uh, Nash Metaverse integrates again with the variable random function of Chainlink price oracles, and so does Cardance. Now, Chainlink is, again, a no-brainer. Chainlink is putting on at least two new clients a day. This is revenue for Chainlink. Any token that doesn't have its own technology, and that's why it's a token, has to use someone else's technology. And they don't get that technology for free. They have to pay for it, right? So the more clients Chainlink puts on, the more wealthier the network becomes, the more activity, the more users, all that sort of thing, more fees, and it becomes more profitable, and thus that should go into the price of Polkadon and the valuation of Polkadon, uh, of Chainlink, I should say. So, you know, it's just a no-brainer. Now, home base launches on Tezos. Again, Tezos are putting on many, many clients. Now, let's quickly talk about Ripple versus the SEC. Where are we up to with this? I just get lost with all this stuff coming out. Seriously, people, I have to say, the SEC refuses to produce documents regarding uh, the, 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 the pre-decision, the, the, the pre-clearance decisions for XRP, Bitcoin and Ethereum. They will not tell Ripple how they came up with the criteria, even though the judge has said, you know, you need to cough up this stuff, right? Why is XRP a security when the other two are not? Also, the US SEC refuses Ripple's request to disclose employees' trading or holdings of XRP. I mean, the SEC thinks they're a law to themselves. Seriously, it is just a joke. Really, it's just a joke. Now, Coinbase is going through the same thing, okay? And, you know, I'll talk about that in a minute, right? Now, what we have seen the last couple of days is very large amounts of XRP being moved, something like 286 million XRP being moved from Coinbase, Binance, Hubie, Bittrex, Upbit. And, you know, um, and some are going to wallets, some are going to Bitstamp, which is in Luxembourg. Uh, some are going to uh, uh, Bittrex and even some are going to, uh, to Bitsco, which is in uh, South America. Um, FET AI, which is an artificial intelligence um, uh, story project, uh, Mobix demo drive walkthrough, uh, you know, has been is being done with uh, cars where they drive them automatically. You don't need a driver. And they're doing that with Bosch, Global and BMW. So that looks very interesting. That's why this coin is done, uh, the token's done so well, okay, people? Very, very well indeed. Now, AVEX and OneChain are integrating for faster decentralized cross-chain interoperability. Visa wants to launch a crypto trading platform for, for in Brazil. And that doesn't surprise me because Brazil's fiat currency is just going down, down, down because of bad government practices and corruption. And clearly, Brazil is a very big population of about 280 million people, I think. 
So again, we're talking about South America here. And these are basically C's, you know, growth in South America, which is not surprising at all. So um, also with the Coinbase fiasco, uh, the XRP community said, why don't you list XRP? I mean, Coinbase, Brian Armstrong, who's always been a Bitcoin maximalist, uh, and hated XRP, was the first one to delist coin by, uh, XRP. So it doesn't surprise me the XRP community is saying, hey, Mr. You know, Brian Armstrong, CEO of Coinbase, please put on XRP again. Now, what's this story about Coinbase and the SEC? Well, what uh, this, Coinbase is bought, uh, basically bought out a yield product, right? And the yield product is to offer interest on a particular yield product that's going to generate 7% rather than 4%. Now, apparently, they've been speaking to the SEC leading up to this for six months, right? And the SEC has told them nothing. You know, Brian Armstrong came out on Twitter and he said, crikey, they subpoena us, they get our records, we give them all the information about our employers' trading and everything else, and then they don't come back with anything, and then they say... Uh, if you're going to launch this product, this lending product, the SEC is going to, we're going to sue you, right? I mean, seriously, the SEC aren't even communicating with them properly. And this has been going for six months. And this is the problem with the cryptocurrency regulatory body, the SEC. They are just not doing their job properly. What are these people, a bunch of geriatrics or what? Fair income. I mean, honestly, uh, the CEO, Brian Armstrong of Coinbase, wants to meet with the SEC, and yet they refuse to do that. They will not give the criteria to why they're stopping uh, Coinbase from issuing that lending product. The CEO, uh, uh, Brian Armstrong, said rightly so, other operations and businesses in crypto land have sold millions and millions of dollars uh, to retail clients of these lending-type products in the last two years. Why are you now just looking at us, right? So the SEC sent Coinbase a Wells notice, that's what they call it, a Wells, W-E-L-L-S notice, a document that, can, uh, that informs the receiver about an impending lawsuit. I just think this is incredible, fair dinkum. I just roll my eyes when I read this stuff, fair dinkum. This is the problem with the SEC. There is no regulation. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't even look at cryptocurrency technology. They think it's a security like a swap, which it's not. An interest rate swap is a capital markets product, right? And they've just got no idea, people. Seriously, I can't even tell you how stupid these people are, right? These people are supposed to make decisions in markets and in crypto markets, and they haven't got a clue. Um, uh, Mr. Armstrong, CEO of Coinbase, said there's been no guidance. The SEC has even refused to meet with him, okay? There's been very sorry cutting that off, but if you'd like to hear the whole podcast and get all my information on Patreon and reviews and all sorts of things, uh, please join my Patreon. It's Crypto Granny on Patreon. Uh, you can see what's available there and it would be very, very much appreciated. Thank you. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 